one guy we work with very closely is a he's a, a top top scout at a Premier League club. He says the first thing he looks for is literally how that player, when he gets out of the car, when he steps out the car or steps out the bus or walks into the training ground, the first impression, the first impression, what does he look like? I'm not talking about race or color or or size or anything like that. I'm talking about what does he look like a footballer? Does he look like a baller? Does he look like someone who can play? And the way you look like somebody that can play is not necessarily your size or your height or anything like that. It's about when you step out, when you literally step out of that car, how, what's your body language look like? Does he look like, do you look like scared? Is, are your shoulders slumping down? Are you like looking down? Or literally from the moment you get out of the car, your head's up and you look confident, you look like you're ready to tackle this, this day, this opportunity that you've got in front of you. A lot of players, believe me, when they come out, when they step in, they sort of heads are look heads are down. They're kind of like folding their arms like this. You guys must know these players, right? Maybe you've done it yourself. I've done it before. I've done it before before I knew these things. Is it like, you know, this is this is the worst. Looking down, arms crossed, like arms on the, you know, like this, and like just looking nervous, unconfident, and just like you don't look like you're ready. You, you don't you don't look like you want to be there. A confident player comes out, steps out, chest up, looks like a player like wants to be there, open body language, says, world, opportunity today, come at me, man, come at me, come at me. It comes out, and then what's the second step, guys? We're not talking about hard work yet. We're not talking about any of that stuff. Um, we're talking about, now obviously, hopefully you guys all know this, you have to be on time, you have to be disciplined, you know, and be early. Before, before you even step out of the car, make sure you're early. Make sure you're taking it serious. If you're coming right on time or like five minutes late, guys, no. Come early. Come early. Be there like you want to be there. If you don't want to be there, if you're scared and stuff, then you come late. Like you don't want to be there early. You don't want to feel intimidated by the other players rocking up, right? But no, a confident player, a disciplined player, they're getting there early. So get there early. And now you stepped out of the car, stepped out. Now what's the next step as you're walking? You're walking now in, into the training ground or you're walking now, coaches are sort of looking at you. What's the first thing that's going to happen, All right? Usually in these situations, you're registering or you're saying hello to the coach or the coach is greeting you. So the coach might come out or the scout might come out, whatever it is. And now they're saying, they're, they're shaking your hand. And what's, what does this look like? What does this look like? What does a confident player do in this situation? Do they have a weak, like sort of grandma handshake, you know, like an old grandma, old grandpa, old grandpa handshake, hello, no, no, no. You're not a grandpa, you're not a grandma, all right? You're not going to, to grandma and grandpa's house right now. They're not shaking your hand. This is a scout, this is a coach, this is someone serious. This is someone that wants to see good players. This is someone that is gonna, if he thinks you're good or she thinks you're good, their thing is to rep is to recommend you to another coach or recommend you to the director and say, sign this player. So their, their reputation is on the, on the line. If they can't be confident in you and saying, and saying, this guy is a confident player, this guy looks like someone who can play in the first team one day, this guy looks like, or this girl looks like a confident person, they're not going to put their reputation on the line for you. 
So, so exactly what Adi Abelos said right now. He says, strong handshake, look him in the eyes and say, you know what? I got this coach or I got this scout. And you're saying, hello, hi, my name's Nick. Nice to meet you. He says, nice to meet you, Nick. But don't do, don't do this. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm Nick, I'm Nick, I'm Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go register over there, Nick. Yeah, okay, cool. No, don't, don't do that. Come on, you already lost. I look, I look like a loser. What am I doing right now? I look like a loser. No. Winning body language, posture, body language, look confident. Look like, look like you're here to make an impression and not just fade into the background, please. All right. So you guys got this now, okay? Rocked in, rocked in time. You guys are already seeing what's already happening even before you get in onto the football pitch, even before you step on the football pitch. We've only been talking six, seven minutes already about things that happen before the, before you even arrive, before you even probably step foot on the training pitch. So now you register. Yeah, you register. Probably you see the other players there. Maybe you're shaking their hand, maybe not. Um, but now still, you know, you're waiting for the coach's instructions or you're in the dressing room, whatever it is. Now you're kind of getting all prepared, all geared up. And now you're in that position, you're ready. Um, now it depends on the context. If you're if you're joining a new team, if you're joining a new team, you're going for a tryout for a new team, then it's important to feel comfortable with the players around you. So I remember, I remember very specifically when I went to the Australian national team. So when I was about 17 years old, I uh, I got an invite to to go train with the Australian national team, um, and we went to the Australian Institute of Sport. Okay, Australia is my national team. Went to the Australian Institute of Sport where the best players from all around Australia were there and their life was just playing football, playing soccer. And these guys are going to be national, like future stars one day. They're going to be playing for national team. They're going to be playing for prof professional clubs. Um, so I remember coming in the dress. I remember I talked to the coach. I did all the, the good things. Okay. I did all the good things. Yeah. Confident. I learned this stuff before. Okay. Confident, yeah. Got my kit, yeah. Made some conversation with the coach, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, when I went, when I went into the um, to the to meet the coaches, they had like their own sort of like office, right? So I went into the football office, and they're, they're there on their computers. And guess what? The first thing, <laughs> first thing they're looking at, they're looking at um, 442.com, 442.com. They're <laughs> like browsing the website, um, which is which was funny. But anyway, listen, going there. And then maybe I make a comment about 442, come out. All right, now we've got to go meet the players. So I walk in the dressing room, got my football kit from the coaches. Now coming in the dressing room. First thing I'm doing, I'm saying, hey, 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 hey. I mean, you gotta you gotta group greet players, right? You gotta you gotta say hi to your teammates. You don't wanna you don't wanna look go in there and just be like kind of sit in the corner and not like talk to anyone. You got guys, you gotta you gotta you gotta show that confidence as as you go in that dressing room environment as well. So what do you do? Go in that circle, go in the position where all the players are and you greet every single player's hand with the same confidence, with the same manner that you go uh, meet the coach with. Say, hey, George, hey, George. Or hello, Nick, Nick, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, whatever. And then you go sit down. Because if not, if you're in the corner, guys, with these players now are your teammates, yeah, for the next few days or the next day or whatever, then you wanna you wanna you wanna fit you wanna 
you don't want a hostile environment like that guy's going to take my spot no you want to be nice you want to be friendly at least could be your teammates after all right so one of the things that i get a comment here already is, is uh what if some of the kids seem like jerks what if some of them are mean well that's just going to happen man if we're talking about professional scouts at the top level like you are going to get jack jerks you're going to get people that some of them and this is very rare, but it could happen. Like maybe one of them don't want to shake your hand because he sees you as competition, you know? So, or he sees you as like, he, does, he doesn't want you to be there. He sees you as competition. But well, what are you going to do? I mean, this is, this is an environment where sometimes it's dog and many times it's dog eat dog. It's the strongest survive, the strongest of the, the, the fittest survive. So in that case, well, what do you do? I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to get angry because someone doesn't want you to be there? No. You, first and foremost, you're there to do what you need to do. So you got to do that. Like, who cares about, why are you caring about grumpy, grump, grumpy Greg's opinion? No. In fact, if grumpy Greg is like all jealous that you're there, then he's probably going to lose out anyway. Can you ever imagine Neymar or Cristiano or some other player ever getting upset that a new player will come in? No. They got too much confidence, too much belief in themselves that they don't care who they're sitting next to or who's coming their way. They're going to greet you regardless and say hello. So, I mean, that's just facts right there. My point is come shake in, shake your hands, get to know everyone, be, be familiar with everyone, get to know people's names, start the conversation with the person next to you. If the person next to you doesn't, doesn't speak the language or doesn't want to, I don't know, doesn't want to talk to you, then speak to the other guy and just like have fun with it, man. I remember, this is a funny story, guys. Even before we step on the pitch, this is very funny. John Moses, do you guys know John Moses? John Mo Coach John Moses, he's the uh, one of the main coaches at Train Effective. Um, John Moses, he's uh, one of the main in-residence trainers with, with Train Effective. He's played all over the world. He's played in Hungary, in, uh, in Iceland, in China. He's been a professional footballer all over the world. And I remember uh, Mo, Mo took me to a tryout in Hungary for a professional team. And I remember uh, for that first training session, I came in. <laughs> this is very funny. I came to that first training session. John Mo Mo didn't even know anyone in the club. Um, I think he did know a coach or two, but he didn't know anyone in that club. He didn't know any of the players. And you know what Mo did? Do you know what Mo did? He came in, and I swear there's like three players you Mo never saw before. Never saw before. And the players were talking about something and Mo made the most random joke. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, so so that's what she said, huh? I don't know. I don't know what Mo said. I don't think it was a joke like that. But and then the players laughed at it. <laughs> Who's that guy? It says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're doing their thing, right? They're just kind of laughing, uh, going around. But this is this is it. This is it. It doesn't look. That's exactly the, the sort of environment you need to create with teammates even if you're new is you need to create an environment like you're having fun out there like this is your thing this is your ter this is your this is your place this is where you're happy and if you stay scared and all shy and like you're, you're all closed up you're never going to be able to truly express yourself so that's why guys it's just important from the first moment is look confident look like you want to be there make friends make make um make conversation with the other teammates around you these could be your teammates after all right and look like you, you're a player that wants to belong that wants to be there that wants to give a hundred percent because 
I guarantee you guys, if you if you go in there and you're all scared and you're nervous and and it just looks like you're you know you you have fear and you're all nervous, then you're gonna play the same way. You're not gonna demand the ball. Um, when you get the ball, you're not gonna you, you're gonna sometimes you're gonna get the ball and you're gonna give it off right away because you're not confident. But if you stay with that confidence from the first moment, I guarantee you that as you step out on the pitch and you start juggling the ball, well, you're not scared to do around the world or you're not scared to to join in with our other teammates. You're not there going in the corner. Sometimes we've had this. Some players, they go off and warm up by themselves in the corner. Guys, this, this is very important. Don't go, don't be a loner. Don't be a loner. Don't give that first impression. Look like a player that could display, could potentially display leadership on the field, could potentially display like they could be an impact player in the field. And how do you do that? you got to, you got to fit in with your teammates, guys. This is a team sport. And what does a coach want to see? Team players. You've got to be a team player. All right? Now, next step. Um, got ready, coach. Talk to people. Now you're actually stepping on the field. If you've been confident these other steps, now you're going to display confidence on the field as you warm up with the players. You make a little bit of conversation. Uh, and now what do you do? Well, you keep displaying that confidence. You warm up. Um, you start playing a possession game. Yes, Mike, Mike. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. And hopefully you remember those names that you got from the dressing room. You, you at least remember a few of those names. You say, okay, George has got the name. Okay, George was the guy next to me. George was next to me. Yeah, George, George, George. Yeah, pass, George. Yeah, thank you, George, yeah. Okay, Marcus, Marcus, yes, thank you. Yes, great pass, yeah, one, two. And then, boom, shouting, confidence making sure that the players get to know your name when they ask, yeah, yeah, what's your name? What's your name? 11, what's your name? Nick, Nick, my name's Nick. Yeah, okay, Nick, thank you. And then you keep going and this is slowly, you start fitting in and then you get the ball, you start exuding that confidence, confidence, confidence. And then back to the point of when we talk about what professional scouts and coaches are looking for, they think to themselves, ooh, this Nick guy, it's like shouting for the boys, commanding for the ball, when he's getting the ball, his body language is open and expressive. Okay, this looks like a player that can play. All right, he's made a good first impression. When he came into the clubhouse, the first thing he did was give me a very firm handshake. And um, he, he, he said, hey, you know, like, okay, so he looks like a comforter player. Okay, so far, so good. We're going to test him on other aspects, but so far, so good. And then that's a lot of the work already done. If you've got the skills, if you've got the talent, and sorry, I had to make an example of my of myself, all right. Um, but we can don't you won't have to use my name. You can use yours. We can use Matthew. We can use Shadi. It doesn't matter. It, the, what matters is you put yourself in a series where you say, "Hey, this is me. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to act and how I'm going to feel." So now you get into the drills. You get into the game situations, and all it is now, guys, is when you get in that situation is just applying what you did in your practice, okay? Because half of it is confidence. Half of it is a confidence is, is when you step in, when you come out in the field, how you integrate with the teammates. That's half of it, and most of it is to do with confidence. If you continue with that confidence, now you just gotta show that same confidence when, you've been, when you're doing the drills, when you're doing the game situations, when, you're, when the coach asks uh, the team, hey, what could we have done better in this situation? You raise your hand and you say, coach, we should have done this. And you're confident 
because you've been doing the tactical analysis. You've been doing the game brains and the train effective app. You've been going to the in residence program in, in London. So like everyone's already taught you this stuff. Like you already know what to do. So you're confident, 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 confident. You know what to do. And from that part, guys, when we talk about games, when we talk about training, that's all preparation now. Okay. If you're confident, if you're confident, now it's all about all the preparation you've done, all your shooting ability, your dribbling ability, all the stuff that you've been doing in training, in training, in training. And that's it. Okay. Now the coaches see, okay, he's got a good technical ability. Okay. If I had to, do you guys remember when we talked about Cristiano Ronaldo and Rene Mullenstein, the former Man United assistant, and how they do the zero to 10? Do you guys remember that? How they do the zero to 10 and how they rate themselves uh, on every single attribute, like shooting, passing. And now the coach or the scout is basically going to be doing that for you. He's, he's going to be like, okay, what's his shooting power like? Okay, what's his, uh, his decision-making like? What is his confidence? What's his leadership? Does he have the resilience to go back for the ball if he loses it? Um, what's his strength like? What's, a, what's his one-on-ones like? What's his speed like? What's his stamina like? All these different attributes he's going to be rating or grading or assessing you on now until after that one day of trial or two days or three days or one week, sometimes even up to six weeks, they're going to be able to assess you properly and then make a decision and say, yeah or no. And that is what, guys, that is what a professional scout is looking for in players. All right. That is it. That is it. And for the rest of this week, as we go into the 21 days of dedication for day 12, day 13, day 14, day 15, we're going to talk more about these different trial aspects. Um, if you want to see the schedule, make sure you go to Instagram and, and look at this week's schedule. We just posted it today. Uh, we do that every week. But you're going to be we're going to be seeing these different topics about trials. Um, before even any of the trials, you've got to go train, obviously, because you can have the confidence, but if the coach sees that you can't even do a dribbling drill in pace in line with the others, then you're already out. So confidence is just one thing. But second of all, obviously, is how much training, how much practice, and how much ability you actually have. All right. These are facts. These are my personal experiences. Um, I'm just trying to think if I could share one more personal experience with you guys where a trial trial situation went really well. Um, national team... Uh, just trying to think here where it went really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's the most part of it. I, 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 what I promise you guys is don't ever be late. Don't ever be late because um, I remember there might have been one situation where I was late. I can't remember which trial. I, I think I was late and I, I gave some sort of excuse. And the coach basically said to me, well, if you're going to have that thing, then why didn't you make sure you're here one hour early instead of five minutes early? And he had a point. If I really wanted that trial, if I really wanted to make it that thing, I would have got I would have got there and made made things like okay, if the train got delayed, if the bus got delayed, if there was a traffic jam, I was still and, and I was thirty minutes, forty minutes delayed. I'm still going to get there on time. So this is very this is a very important thing. It's about being on time because. The thing is, if you don't show that you're on time, if you don't show that you really want it, the, the coach already knows how that's going to translate on the football pitch. He knows that, oh, okay, this could be a player that doesn't take things really seriously and is not going to respect my authority as seriously, you know? So, anyway, 
There we go. So let's get into some questions. Let's get into some questions. Now we had one. What if all the kids are like that? Then how do you stand out? Great question. What if all the kids are like that? Then how do you stand out? I guarantee you, most of the kids are not going to be like that. Um, usually it takes a couple of trials or it takes, it takes you having played in a professional environment or being coached in a professional environment to be able to, to display that sort of confidence and to know those different things. Most players don't. And that's exactly why you're on this podcast today or on this live stream today is because you can learn these things. Most people, most kids don't know these things. Not even at the first team level do they know these things. So you're here in the right place when we're talking about these kind of things, right? Like, you know, so <laughs> don't focus Don't focus on others. Focus on yourself. There might be others that are confident, but it doesn't matter about the others right now. It's about you. And the, the, the point is, is you've got to make this a habit, man. You've got to make this a habit. You've got to instill this thing inside you because this doesn't just apply to football. This applies to like life, man, in any first impression situation that you, you go to. It could, it could even be when you meet your girlfriend's parents or, you, or you're a girl and you meet your, your, you know, your boyfriend's parents, man. Like you think your girlfriend's parents would want, want to meet an unconfident person that puts their head down and looks like a loser when they come and greet them? No. No. Come on, man. Confidence. <laughs> so, I mean, this stuff applies to life, man. You just got to make it a habit as well. Let's take one from uh, from Instagram. Okay, no more questions there. Okay, let's let's take before, while those questions are coming, make those questions come. Um, we're going to take one from Demio. Everyone has one key attribute that makes them stand out from everyone else. Yeah, uh, this is not really a question, but a, a statement. Does everyone have one key attribute that makes them stand out? Yeah, I mean, as you as you work up the ranks as a player. Coaches, coaches are going to want to see that you're confident, okay? That's going to be a minimum requirement if you're going to play professionally one day or, or even semi-professionally or even at the top amateur level. Confidence is key. Um, and once you're at a stage where everyone sort of has that confidence, then it's about attributes. What sort of attributes are making you stand out? And if you're, if you're to shooting, great. If it's your shooting power and your accuracy, great. If it's your dribbling ability, great. If it's your speed, great. Um, but you, but it, it is advisable to have those one or two attributes that really separate you from others because you're the best at those attributes. So that's key. That's key. Let's take one from Instagram. Starting Excel. Great question. I love this one. I love this one. It's what is the worst thing you can do at a trial apart from confidence? I think the the worst thing you can do at a trial apart from confidence is, and this is a very good question. I'm thinking about it. I don't want to just give you a rushed answer. I think this sort of relates with confidence. It's more of a mental thing, but there will be a time when you lose the ball. If you lose the ball, don't blame it on your teammates. If you lose the ball, don't blame it on your teammates. If you lose a ball, don't get frustrated and don't throw your hands in the in the sky and then look like you're really down on yourself. 
go back and win that ball or help your team and keep remaining confident that you can win that ball back or at least you help your team. What a coach wants to see is someone that's resilient. And as soon as you show that kind of body language where you get frustrated or you shattered another teammate or you like put your head in your hands because you lost the ball, that's a lot of the time that shows that you're not, you're not resilient. I mean, guys, look at, a, look at a professional player. When you see professional players lose the ball, and they lose the ball all the time, professional players, 99% of the time, if you look at professional players, they're running back to win the ball. They're not going to stop for three seconds and put their head in their hands. Do you ever see that? No. Maybe in the, in the cases where they miss a chance, yeah, they say, oh, I could have got that one. But, but like, that's when you miss a chance and it, it kind of goes out and you have time to recover. But if you're playing a match and, I don't know, you lose a ball, do you ever see Cristiano Ronaldo going like this? No. You see Cristiano Ronaldo, he loses it and then he runs back and helps the team. So this is sort of what, what I'd say is uh, one of the things, one of the worst things you could do at, at, a, at a trial situation um, is get frustrated and blame others and not look like your team uh, team player. I'm trying to think what else is there. Maybe I'll come back to it later. All right. <clears throat> Let's see here. We have a question about uh, deliberate practice. Uh, we're not talking about deliberate practice at the moment. Uh, hasn't somebody from your camp got into a top Premier League club? Uh, not into Premier League clubs, but definitely from other other countries from around Europe. Just go to the in residence uh, PDF or website. You can see those uh, success stories or testimonials and stuff like that. Let's stay back on topic, guys. Um, Asharia. And yes, at the camp you can meet the you can meet many of the people that would be making assessments, and that you can get sort of this personal feedback uh, if you're asking about that. Hi guys, how? No, this is a dribbling one. Let's go. Let's go. Another question. Oh, great question from Asharia. Asharia Pender. What do you? What do you? What do you do about the mean girl syndrome? with girls trying to harm your chances when trying to try out a showing your skill. Okay, great one. So <clears throat> the mean girl syndrome, this can be the mean guy syndrome as well. But basically, this can be a situation where, and I've, I've had this happen before, a lot, of, a lot of players, many, I mean, you're probably guaranteed to go through this situation at some point is when you're going into a team, a player might not, pass to you because they don't want you to get the ball they they might even tackle you they might even try and injure you um they might try and injure you they might try and harm you they might they might i don't know pour water on your bag pour water on your bag or i don't know take something i don't whatever it could be it just could be anything that detracts you from being an actual team what do you do in these situations when someone wants to take you down? I think a lot of you guys know the answer, right? If you've been listening to 21 Days Dedication, you gotta, you got to do this, man. It's focus on the things that you can control. These are like life principles, football principles. You can only focus on the things that you can control. 
if someone is making fun of you or calling you racist comments or being mean or just being like a, a butt, just being an ass, just being a complete dick, what can you do? You say, huh, that nice one, nice joke, hey, all right, yeah. Or we talked about talking trash, right? Someone talks trash to you like, what, Nick? You can't even, you can't even shoot that ball, man. You were, what was that? How can you miss that chance? I said, yeah, but when are you gonna, when are you gonna, you know, when are you gonna lose a few kilos, bro? I don't know what it could be. I mean, you gotta, when are you gonna, when are you gonna do some laps with me after training, bro? So you can lose that weight. I don't know what it could be. Like, when are you gonna improve that weight foot with me, man? I haven't seen you score many goals. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just take this stuff in your your stride. If someone, even if 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 it came to a situation where like someone, someone, someone pushed you, yeah, I've had this situation when I was uh breaking into a first team into a club. I was maybe seven. I was about eighteen, and there was like a thirty-year-old player on the team, and the thirty-year-old like experienced, uh, knew his stuff. But there was a moment where I kind of had a lapse on concentration and that player came to me and then he took my, my I was wearing a beanie, like a hat. <laughs> I just have to laugh at this now. <laughs> he took, it was a cold night, right? He took the hat off and like threw it away. He's like, Nick, what are you doing, man? You shouldn't be here. And then he took the hat and put it away. And then... What can you do in this situation? Maybe some players would walk off or maybe you wouldn't want the ball for the rest of practice, whatever it is. But I just said, well, I forgot what I said, but I just picked it up. I just said, come on, Benny, man. Why are you, why are you doing that, man? It's cold. It's cold in here, man. Why would you? And he just kind of went, shut up. And so, I mean, these are the things, man, that can happen happen on the, on the football pitch. And you, you see just how I'm describing it and how things can go. A lot of negative, like mean things could happen in a way where a situation like that happens or um, a co- uh, someone's talking trash to you or whatever, or someone, I don't know, like pours water on your bag because he's an asshole. Like whatever it is, like you either just take it in your stride and you just laugh about it and you say, <laughs> well, he's, they're just doing this because he knows I'm a better, um, he knows I'm better than him. You know, he, he doesn't want me to take his spot. Of course he's going to do that. And you just like, you laugh it off, you shrug it off. And you just say, look, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you in that football pitch. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And you just treat it like that. But what else can you do? What else can you do? Uh, I'm, this is just how things go. And, you know, when there's competition, when people feel threatened, sometimes they get in that mode where they're going to try and be bullies. They're going to try and be mean. They want to try and assert their dominance. It's just like the animal kingdom, right? It's the same same sort of things that happen in these situations. So that's it. you got to have that mentality of if someone's going to try and knock you down, you don't get knocked down and you don't stay down, definitely. You get back up, you shrug it off, and you keep going. No matter how many times you get punched in the face, no matter how many times you, you get knocked over, no matter how many times that happens, you keep getting up, you keep getting up. Because if, you know, let's take it left, let's take it left field right now. Would Black Lives Matter be a thing if 
if uh, if black people weren't you know weren't getting up every time they got knocked down and got segregated from things, would that would that be a thing right now? If people if people that were getting segregated would just stay down like that, you know, well that's no. That's why you got to pay respects to everybody that's been in your shoes before and and then like allowed you to have the platform and the abilities in society and the stuff that you have now. If you get knocked down and you stay there, then you never have made that progression. And the same goes in the football pitch. The same goes. The same goes. Coronavirus, if like, you know, if we just let coronavirus attack us and oh man, this thing's going to kill us, oh man. And then the scientists never went and, and tried to make a vaccine. Like, no, it's the same thing, man. So resilience matters. Resilience matters. I hope that helps, Ashria, because I think that's a, a great thing, a great thing. You fall back, just like Hadi says, you fall and you get up even, uh, you get even stronger. Shahil says, kill them with your performance, bury them with a smile. <laughs> I love that, Shahil. We need to make that as a, as a, um, as a quote in Train Effective. Official Chris says, you can speak up for yourself or show them while playing or training. Official Chris, exactly, man. Let the skills, let your performance on the field do the talking. Don't let the other stuff hurt you, all right? Exactly right, exactly right. Ethan Mack says, a sheep, we'll get to your question in a second. Ethan Mack says, how do you know if a scout is watching you specifically at a trial? Ethan Mack, the, the thing is you don't. Because as soon as you start looking over your shoulder and seeing if the scout is looking at you is the moment you start losing focus. You have to treat every training session, you have to treat every game that you're playing like a scout is watching. Because I promise you, the good scouts are the ones that are not, are not wearing uniform. The good scouts, they want to see you how you act when no one's looking. Most scouts guys come up unannounced. They don't they don't talk to your scout beforehand and they don't talk to your coach beforehand and say, hey, hey, uh, uh Coach Davies, I'm, my name is um my name is George from Tottenham Football Club. I'm gonna be scouting your kid today. No, they don't say that. They come in unmarked, undressed, because they don't want to be seen. They don't want other other parents and other players coming up to them because they're in a Tottenham shirt or an effective FC shirt. No, they're unmarked. They could just look like any other player, any other player's parent or whatever. Oh, they're unmarked. And that's why you've got to treat every training like a game and every every game like it's your last. Rio Ferdinand did that. And then eventually he got scouted. He went to English schoolboys, West Ham, etc. But it all started because oh, I don't want to miss a match because a scout might be there. A scout might be there. Someone might be there. I've got to take my chances. And eventually someone was there and he, and he did. The same goes with coach John Moses with Train Effective. John Moses was playing in a, in, a, in a dirt field, in a park in Liberia. He was in a dirt field, guys, like with other players, and they were playing a game, dirt field. And it just so happened to be that in Liberia, they were having a war at the time, yeah, like civil war, like people were dying. Mo was playing uh, football, and a soldier, a soldier saw Mo. So like a soldier saw Mo, saw, said that, oh, that kid, that 15-year-old kid, 16-year-old kid, that John Moses, that guy has some ability. He can't be, he can't stay in Liberia and maybe he'll die. His, his talent, his ability, his work ethic right now, that John Moses needs to be saved. 
And you know how John Moses left Liberia and, and made his career in Europe? It's because a soldier thought, saw his potential and sneaked him on a ship. He sneaked him on a freaking ship and put him in the, in the bait, in like the, the under the deck, under the deck with the rice and the cooking, I don't know, whatever. And he got shipped off to another country. He got snuck, he got sneaked onto another country and then started his career in another African country and then to Europe. But that was the only way he like left Liberia. So that's a, that's a situation for like, like him, a lot of his friends and a lot of people he knew he died. But like, do you see what happened? He always treated every game, every training, like it was everything, like it was his last. And then he got picked up by a soldier who ended up knowing a football coach in some other country. Can you believe that, guys? So that's why John Moses always says, you never know who's looking. You never know who's looking. It could be you training individually at a park. And you might think the guy walking his dog is no one. Yet that guy walking his dog is actually a professional player and knows a lot of coaches and sees you every morning at 7 a.m. when he's walking the dog. He used to be a professional player. Now he's in his 50s. He's 56. He used to play professionally, but he's walking. He walks his dog every morning and sees you there training. And he says to himself, wow, that kid's been training here now for two months. Hmm, and he's getting better, I can see. I'm going to go up to him and say, like, oh, I've been watching you, Jad. Oh, you've been doing a great job. What's your name? Oh, my name is, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I might, do you want to come to a team training? I know a coach. He might want to see you. So, yeah. And that's how it starts, guys. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Let's take another question. You never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. I, I've had it even, and maybe you guys have had this before, because I know a lot of players have had this before, and myself included, where I've been training at a field, like a local field, and this has happened more than once in my, my career. Like, I've been training at the field in the morning, and then uh, a coach a coach comes, the coach is the first to arrive, and he has a game with his team later, but he's been kind of watching me from, from away, he comes up and he says, hey, I've been watching you train. Uh, what, what club do you play for? What club do you – oh, I know a coach. You look like a good player. Where do you play? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I might connect you with this team. And that's how it happens. When you never expect it, when you least expect it, this is what, what happens. Not when someone's in a Tottenham kit and they're, you know, and you're looking back at them to see if they're watching you. No, that's not, that's not how it works. It's not really, really, really how it works, guys. It's just like uh, the goal story. If you guys, if you guys have watched uh, Goal, it's a great movie. It's going to inspire you. Um, goal, Goal, the movie. It's from 2003 or something, but it's very inspirational. Uh, if you want to watch a movie on the weekend, watch Goal. G O A L Santiago Munez. Um, Lee Shun, what if a coach told you that you have potential but didn't really offer anything? If the coach said you have potential, didn't offer anything, then that's a no. It's just a nice way of saying no. But you can at least take that positive and say, okay, he says you have potential. But if he says potential, you got to ask, like, ask questions like, okay, potential and what? What can I improve? What can I do better? And then he'll list out a couple of things. Well, you're good at this, but you can improve on this. And then it's a no. He says you've got potential, but now 
you need to work on those things. And next time you get opportunity, then, okay. But it's just, it's just a nice way of saying no. Oh, you got potential, nothing happens. It's just a nice way of saying no. And you gotta, you gotta take that under your wing. Let's take one last question and then we'll call it a day, guys. Official, I've seen, uh, I've seen all three movies of Goal. Yes. Nice. <clears throat> uh, what do you think, this is from Sheik, what do you think are good qualities to have on, to be a really, uh, a field general on the pitch and not just shouting and barking at other players? Um, how do you be a, like a field general on the pitch? Naturally, but that doesn't necessarily have to come with like shouting. Saying, yeah, yeah, George. And um, this is a great segment from the Rio Ferdinand course on the Train Effective app. On the Rio Ferdinand course on the Train Effective app, what Rio Ferdinand starts talking about is uh, his former teammates. So he had players like in the, in the dressing room, players like uh, Ryan Giggs, okay? Uh, Ryan Giggs, if you guys know who Ryan Giggs is, he ended up playing until his 40s, 40 years old. 40 years old, guys, he played for Man United. I'm pretty sure he's 40. He was still playing for Man United at 40. Um, Ryan Giggs, absolute legend, spent his whole career at, at Man United. But the secret to Ryan Giggs' longevity was yoga and stretching and making sure he looked after his, himself and presented himself well. Um, and this is one of the guys that Rio Ferdinand was saying was like one of those role models. Because he displayed that general-like quality with the way he conducted himself off the pitch and on the pitch. When you look at Ryan Giggs' play on the pitch, he's always someone that never gives up. He's always someone that is very smart on and off the ball. He's always someone that looks like a role model, you know, and a role model in how early he shows up to practice, uh, how seriously he takes his recovery, you know, when the coach is saying something, when he's doing his recovery, is he just talking, 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 or is he taking it seriously? Because he knows that if he takes it seriously, he's going to longer his development. He's going to be a better player. He's going to be someone that's going to stick around for a long time. And those are the kind when when the team wins a game, is Ryan Giggs drinking a protein shake, or is he eating McDonald's and drinking beer? Probably for a 39 or 40 year old, when you're at that stage of your career, you everything with your diet and everything with your recovery, because it takes your muscles longer to recover and regenerate, you're probably going to eat very specific foods. You're going to take your recovery very, very seriously, uh, more serious than, say, a 20-year-old with someone half of it, half of their age would. But that 20-year-old will be looking at Ryan Giggs and thinking, wow, look at, look at how he does his recovery. Look at his posture when he's eating. Look at how seriously he takes these things. And this is just one of the ways you can be a role model, not verbally, but non-verbally. Um, Paul Scholes is one Rio said, uh, which was just like that, Paul Scholes. Uh, who else? Yeah, Paul Scholes. In the England team, Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard isn't the most vocal person, um, but someone who, who demonstrated those same qualities. You know, so yeah, Cristiano. Christian Roy Keane. Roy Keane is more of that verbal, physical sort of guy, so maybe that's a bit different. But uh, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. When you look at Cristiano in the early days of Man United, 
um, he wasn't he wasn't the most verbal guy, you know. English wasn't his first language either, but he demonstrated like being a role model to others with staying after every single practice, being the first one to come to practice. After practice, he'd be getting a bag of balls and practice on, on his shooting. You know, his recovery, how much he wanted it, he'd give it 110% and that would really encourage and motivate the others around him and say, listen, that guy takes it so seriously. I want to be like that guy. So, you know, that's, uh, guys, that's, that's all we have time for today. Um, we have so many questions about trials and comparing ourselves to other, other players and stuff like that. Uh, but we're going to be back tomorrow for day 12 of the 21 days of dedication, uh, for the pen and paper crew, watch this back, take some notes because what we talked about today was all about that confidence, right? At the start of this, we talked all about that confidence. Most of your impression is made. All that impression is made before you even step out with your football boots on the, on the pitch. Before you even step out on the football pitch, it's about what does he look like when he gets out the car? When he shakes my hand, is he looking at me? Eye contact? How firm is his handshake? Is it like grandma and grandpa's handshake? Or is it like a real player that really wants to be here and really wants to show what he's capable of? When he steps in that field or before he steps in that field, is he talking to the teammates? Is he getting along with the teammates? Or is he sitting in the corner and hiding? When he steps on the field, what does his body language, his posture look like? Is it open, expressive body language? Is he demanding the ball or is he not? And all these things start relating with confidence, my friends. Confidence, my effective family. And then the other parts of what the coach looks for, or the scout, it's all about body, you know, all the attributes that we've talked about, the tactical, the technical, the mental and the, the, the uh, physical sides of your game. All these things, obviously, you're preparing in advance in your training and your hopefully 10,000 hours of training with things like, you guys already know it, the Train Effective app. Before we end up, uh, before we, and last thing before we wrap up, guys, um, for all of you guys, we, we, got a, we got a lot of these inquiries. If you want to come to the Train Effective in residence program next year it's running from june 14th to july 12th 2021 it's around the same time the euro 2021s are so you guys know euro 2021s big tournament all the countries are playing we're going to be watching uh football and the euros every single night there's going to be analysts there that's going to help you analyze matches but obviously it's all about the training camp two trainings a day london um matches um scouting showcase a part of it all these amazing food, accommodation. It's got a hotel and a pool. It's going to be in a stadium. Uh, we're going to have the trainings in a stadium every day, that kind of thing. It's an amazing experience of which we firmly, firmly believe in. If you want more information, just go to our Instagram and uh, and go to at Train Effective uh, on Instagram and DM us for the itinerary. So just write a message. I want the itinerary. Um, we have like a, a special going on this week. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions about that, just let let uh, let us know.